Well, good morning. My name is Mo, one of the pastors here, specifically executive pastor. And uh, all that means really is just to execute the vision and mission of our lead pastor, Darren, who is in Uganda this morning. He says that he uh, is watching uh, online. So good morning, boss. How are you? Hope you're doing good. And, uh, and so, yeah, we've, we've been serving together for about nine years uh, back at the high school when we first launched. And I've been in this role in this capacity uh, for the past five years. And it's just an honor and a blessing for our family to be a part of this church family. Uh, we moved down here from Ohio about eight years ago and immediately plugged in to this community and we're just super grateful to be a part of it. And uh, so today is an exciting day. It's something that we do um, every year. It's just kind of a year in review. I'm gonna throw a, a lot of information at you, hopefully not bore you with too many numbers, try to keep it uh, quick and, and easy and painless. Um, but we feel like uh, it's, it's just good to be honest and transparent about um, where the money goes and, and celebrate all that you guys have done in 2018. It's actually quite remarkable. But first, I kind of want to frame it, set the frame um, with our mission statement. This is this is who we are. This is kind of what we use to um, guide and direct every decision, really, that Conduit makes. And we want to make sure that it fits within this framework. And that is this. We exist to be a conduit of Jesus to the community in front of us and the world around us. Simply put, we want to be a conduit of Jesus, whatever that looks like. And so we strive to make sure that that happens. And you guys have embraced that as well. And I want to be sure that we celebrate that this morning. So I'm going to throw some numbers at you here. For this year, we, you, brought in $1,445,350 through the Conduit Pipeline in 2018. Now, that is an incredible number. And quite frankly, it's actually, it's almost double what a church our size uh, should be bringing in. Um, this is a very, very generous and giving church body. More specifically, $795,000 was through our regular tithes and offerings. These, th this is an amount that wasn't necessarily designated to a mission opportunity. Just through your obedience, through your, your tithing and your offering, $795,000, which was a 44% increase over the previous year, which is astounding. That it just does not happen in most places. It's an incredible, incredible number. So what did we do with all of that? What did you get to do with all of that? Well, you planted three more churches globally, one in Uganda and two in Haiti. And that's partially why uh, Darren is in Uganda right now. He is helping uh, oversee and kind of getting his feet on the ground to see what is happening there with the five churches that are already there. And the one that we launched this last summer that some of you were a part of. And uh, we do have a quick video from Darren and Alex. Conduit Church in America, this is a huge privilege because we're standing inside Conduit Church in Pella, Lira, Uganda. This is Pastor Lawrence, this is Eva, the pastor and the first lady of Conduit Church. We've had such an amazing 2018 here in Uganda, but we have a huge blessing because I've got Pastor LaFleur from Haiti with us. He's had a good 2018 as well. And of course, we're great. God bless you. We indeed had a great 2018-18. We are looking forward for that to even more this year because of partners like you, Conway. We love you. Be blessed. And of course, in 2018, Apostle Matalo, you had amazing things happening here in Uganda. Yeah. 2018, we are going to do what we're going to do more churches. 
And so yeah, in 2013, where we are right now, this church was planted. There was nothing but bush here. And now there's a school. There's a well with clean water. There's a school. There's a clinic. And most importantly of all, there's Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus is about nine hours ago. They're about nine hours in front of us. And so they're kind of going on the, the tour, as it were, for all the different churches that are there. And it's just an incredible, incredible thing that's happening there. And as he mentioned, um, there's wells there. We, you guys drilled two more wells this past year. And uh, it's our goal to drill a well before we drill a church. And we believe that giving them fresh and clean water helps heal that community in a lot of ways as you can only imagine. So we give them fresh, clean water and then give them living water of the truth and the gospel of Jesus. And it has been an unbelievable year with that. You funded full-time missionaries in five different countries. You raised $73,000 in one weekend, and that was on our mission summit. If you remember, once a year, we try to bring all of our mission partners to Franklin, Tennessee, and pour into them, give them rest, um, give them some resources, and, and just have an opportunity for them to share. And uh, back in July, we had the one service celebration in the front yard, and it gave them an opportunity again to share. And you guys raised $73,000 that weekend that they then, we dispersed and they left with to go back to where they, uh, where they are set. And um, that was just, that's an incredible number for one weekend, for one Sunday offering. We were kind of counting it, double counting, like this, is this really happening? Um, incredible generosity. You helped save and revitalize the El Refugio Women's Shelter in Guatemala. This is uh, with our partners, Rob and Amanda Juilliard, and their two boys who literally sold everything that they own and, uh, and moved to Guatemala about four, four and a half years ago. And a year ago, this women's shelter was pretty much ready to lock its doors, dilapidated, they really couldn't do much with it. But because of your generosity, yet again, and the support that you guys showed them, they were able to turn that thing completely around. It is now open for business. They are bringing in um, women and young girls off the streets that need counseling and um, trauma care. And uh, it's, it's a thriving um, ministry there in 2018. And Rob's in a quick video with that as well. Conduits. I have to lift this up because Rob's <laughs> taller than me. Hey, this is Darren and Rob. We're standing here at El Refugio. You can see behind it. Uh, you guys know about this because we've talked about it so much on Sundays. But we just want to say thank you to everybody that has given. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Rob, this is Rob Juilliard. Hi, guys. How are you? And uh, Rob, can you tell us just super quick what's happening in this last year and where we're going next year? Sure. Um, because of many of you have given, uh, we've been able to really pour into El Refugio here that uh, you see behind us, um, changing lives of, of several families, women uh, who are coming out of abuse. Uh, 2019, we're going to continue that, um, as well as ministering to uh, girls, young uh, teenage kids coming out of um, similar situations, abuse, uh, sexual trauma, that kind of thing. But um, we're just thankful for your partnership. Guys, thank you for your prayers. Uh, it all makes a difference. That's and right. We're very thankful. We couldn't do this without you. Yeah. We say it all the time, and we want you to be a conduit of Jesus to the people in front of you and the world around you. And so Rob and Amanda have been missionaries with Conduit now for four years, yeah. and they've been part of that, being missionaries to the world around us. So we've loved it. 2018 has been a, a year of record impact, and we're looking forward to see what happens in 2019. Thanks, guys. 
Well done. And Darren did not time travel. Um, he was actually in Guatemala a couple of weeks ago and was able to spend some time with Rob and Amanda, uh, along with David Christopher, our missions pastor. He went with them as well. And uh, they are just, they are thriving in Guatemala right now. Super proud of them. Back to our list, we served uh, 150 meals a day to children in Haiti. That is part of the, um, the school that's there. There is a, a feeding program that feeds the kids that come through there. They literally would not have a meal if it wasn't for this feeding program. And we did the math on that, and that equates to about 39,000 uh, warm meals a year that you provide. You fully funded the operation of Restoration House in Haiti, which is a lot like what Rob and Amanda are doing in Guatemala. This also is happening in Haiti. And uh, it's just an incredible ministry that rescues these, these young women off the streets and gives them a safe place, gives them education, um, and helps get them back into um, society in a healthy, healthy place. And then over 100 of you joined us for mission trips globally. A lot of you went uh, to see this firsthand, um, got your uh, you know, boots on the ground, as it were, to... to to see some of what's happening in Uganda, to help drill these wells, to, to go to Haiti and, and visit Robin Amanda in Guatemala. Many of you went to do that. And we are encouraging you to, if you haven't done that, maybe you already have, consider in 2019 going on a trip to see this firsthand. It's, it's, it will change your life. Um, it's an unbelievable experience. And if, if you haven't, find David Christopher. He is our missions pastor and he will point you in the right direction and get you plugged in for this year. Okay. You will also see that uh, our budget reflects our heart. Um, many churches, they, it's their goal to, um, to tithe uh, 10% of what comes in, of income. They wanna be able to give away about 10%. Um, you guys exceeded that. We were able to give away four times that amount this year. 40% of what came in went straight out uh, as we pour into mission opportunities across the world. And then 22% we, we dedicated and devoted to what's happening right here in discipleship um, in the church body here in Williamson County. And then what I'm most excited to, uh, to share is uh, nine consecutive years of no debt, debt-free operation. You can give yourself a hand for that. That is one of our core values. It's something we strive uh, to keep. Um, even, have, even though we have some big decisions to maybe make in the future, uh, it is our goal and our hope and our prayer that we can stay debt-free so that what comes in can literally go straight back out into affecting um, those that need it the most and uh, spread the gospel and not just to a bank. Um, and so we are excited and thankful for your generosity to allow us to stay debt-free. All right, just some quick attendance numbers. Um, I don't have to explain to you um, in too much detail that you can probably feel some of the growing pains that we have felt this past year. Um, in 2018, we, uh, we had an average of about a 501 on a Sunday, each Sunday, and uh, that accounts for about a 35% increase over the previous year, uh, which is a large number. Uh, year over year, we generally average 15% growth in attendance. Uh, this year, we more than doubled that at 35% increase. And uh, that accounts for about 655 regular attenders that would call uh, Conduit their church home from babies to the oldest one here amongst us. And that uh, accounts for 181 households, again, that call Conduit Church their home. And with that as well, I don't have a slide for this, but our volunteer, uh, our volunteer base is incredible. Uh, of our volunteers, um, 
well, let me, let me rephrase this. We have 225 active volunteers amongst us, which accounts for 50% of all of our adults. So one out of every two of you are plugged in and serving in some way. That is an incredible number. Um, not only have you guys been generous in your, in your giving of your resources, you're generous in the giving of your time. Um, there are, not just on Sundays, it's throughout the week. This is, a, uh, this is a very active and busy property. There's always a lot happening here. And we are super grateful for all of you that have decided to jump in and help. All right, quick expansion update. Now, a year ago, um, stood here and mentioned some ideas that we might have for possibly expanding at some point, someday, if we needed to, and um, just kind of doing our due diligence to figure out what that could look like. It is very complicated in Williamson County to build anything. I mean, you probably already know that if you've built a home in this, in this county. Uh, building a church uh, or expanding a church or even a, a company anywhere to, to, to break ground is complicated. And so we made it our goal. We felt like we need to at least do our due diligence to figure out what those steps are, what needs to happen in case someday we wanted to uh, and were able to build a, uh, a larger building. And so over this past year, we've done just that. We have, uh, we've did a bunch of boring things probably to you, but uh, like uh, land survey, soil samples, um, different documents that the county required for us to, uh, to turn in just so that we can even just meet with them to discuss what we can even build on this property. So we've been doing that this past 12 months. And um, so we're, we're down the road on some of that. We have a couple of in-person meetings that we're just starting to, to have with the county. And so we just wanted to throw up a graphic. I think we've shown this before, but just kind of show you something we're thinking about and praying about. This is by no means set in stone. This is just an idea um, that we, we want to kind of get ahead of the curve so that if we were able to build, this is something that we could do. Um, you'll see basically it would expand this, uh, what we call the family room. It would send it west and we would build a, um, an auditorium that would seat probably around 450 or so and, uh, and then renovate our existing facilities for, for classrooms and the like and just give us a little more room to breathe. Um, and then you'll see in the back far left, you really can't see it. There's a kind of a freestanding building in the back that could be used for, for youth or for other meetings. Um, but this, these are just rough ideas, guys. There's nothing uh, set in stone here. I do wanna thank Jim Henderson, who's one of our elders, who has donated his time. He is, uh, he is, he is an architect and, um, again, has just donated his time for much of this and uh, super grateful to him because, again, it is our goal as, as much as we possibly can to stay debt-free. So even these, these testings that we've been doing and all the paperwork is, uh, is expensive. It's adding up but we've been able to cash roll the entire thing. It's all paid for. And so we're just praying about what's the next right thing for us to do. And uh, the elders have been meeting uh, each Sunday evening for about the past three or four months, coming together and just talk and pray, what would the Lord have for us with this? And uh, so we invite you into that as well. If, if you think about it on a Sunday evening uh, or just through the week, just be praying. What, what is the direction that the Lord would lead us into for something like this? I wanna read just a quick passage here. 2 Corinthians chapter nine, if you have your Bibles, you can open that up. 2 Corinthians chapter nine, starting in verse six, we're gonna read through 11. I just wanna share this passage that I think, I believe, um, is a really good description of Conduit Church. 
Uh, many times this passage is, is used to spur giving and encourage giving. Um, you guys are already doing that. Thank you. This is uh, just more of a, an encouragement to continue to do that. And maybe there are those of you that really haven't jumped onto the uh, generosity train around here. We encourage you to jump on board. I just want to read some of these verses and, and talk through it. This is Paul speaking to the church at Corinth. And he starts off in verse six and says this. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully or generously will also reap bountifully. Paul once again uses an an agricultural metaphor as he does quite often. He was familiar with the culture of the time. He tried to teach in a way that they would understand that was simple for them to to comprehend and grasp. Um, The same Biblical principle is still true today, obviously, right? That which you sow, you will reap. And this is a biblical principle that is repeated over and over in scripture. There's a few more verses. Proverbs eleven twenty four says, one gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Simply put, he rewards our giving. We've experienced that this year. The more we give, the more he continues to bless and open up opportunities and multiplies that. And that is just a basic biblical principle that, uh, that we follow. Verse seven, each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And that, that word cheerful there actually in the Greek means hilarious, um, which I find funny because in some of our staff meetings this year, we, we would even just kind of laugh uh, at how much has come in and how much we get to do. This is this, it's this idea that we are so joyful and so overwhelmed by what he has done for us, the generosity that he has shown us that we can't help but give it back. And it is a, it is a heart, it's a matter of the heart, um, Your generosity has shown that this year and we give back cheerfully. Verse eight, and so because of this, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. He is able, he's able to provide and he has shown that. He's given us sufficiency in all things, at all times. There's times throughout the week where I am insufficient. I have insufficient funds, per se, in love and patience and hope and grace. But he is reminding us that he has the power to, to meet that need. Giving is not what God wants from us, but what he wants for us. It's not what he wants from us. It what, it's what he wants for us. Many times we, we view this as a formula. You know, God's not really some kind of uh, cosmic vending machine where we give our offerings and then we expect some sort of blessing. It's not a formula. This is a, it's a transformation of the heart. It's a, it's a matter of the heart. I think of Ephesians 2, verse eight, it says, for, for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing. It's nothing that we can do. It is what? It is a gift of God. He has been generous to us. We can't help but give back. Giving is not meant to be transactional. It's meant to be transformative. I feel like many ways, um, 
and I'll speak for myself, I grew up in, 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 a, in an environment, in a church environment um, that was very formulaic. It was, um, you do this or don't do this and this will happen. It was a one-to-one. It was a transactional theology is what I call it. That's, that's not the sentiment of the gospel at all. It's meant to be transformative, that it changes our hearts. And because our hearts have been changed and the freedom that we have received, we are compelled to do and to go and to give. That is the heartbeat of this church. I think of 2 Corinthians 3, verse five. It says, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. Verse nine and 10, it says, as it is written, he has distributed freely, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. In verse 11, to me, this is a picture of conduit. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. You know, we get a lot of comments about um, the name Conduit Church. Like, that's the goofiest name ever. Like, why did you name? Of all the names, why Conduit? And if we could tie a verse to uh, our church name, to me, this would be the verse. 2 Corinthians 9, 11. We'll read it again. You will be enriched. He will supply. He will give sufficiency. Grace will abound in every way to be generous in every way, to give it right back which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. He gives provision, he allows us to be generous and he gets the glory for it. It's not about us. We are a pass-through, we are a conduit, we are the hands and feet of the gospel. We are a church that will lead with generosity and make an impact. You know, many churches, they, they, uh, they wave a flag of certain things or they're, they're, there's a hill that they're willing to die on about certain things. Um, ours will be generosity. We will lead with generosity, period. Generosity is the gospel. John 3.16 says what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whoever would believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. He gave, he, he gave and he showed what generosity looks like. We are compelled to then give. We will lead with generosity, because generosity is the gospel. And honestly, it reminds me of the early church, Acts chapter two, very familiar passage. But this is the model, and this is the, um, the example that we should follow. Acts chapter two, 42 through 47, says this. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, And all came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day who were being saved, those who were being saved. They were making an impact on the kingdom. And I believe and I feel that that's the heartbeat of Conduit Church. And we thank you. Many of you have, uh, have adopted this culture of generosity, um, not just here in the church, but in your own lives. And when we say generosity, it's something that we talk about often. It's this holistic view of stewardship. 
not just in our resources and money, but in our time, in our talents, our testimony. We went last month, was this last series, we talked about sharing our story and the impact of our testimony in encouraging others through the gospel of that. It's all of those things. It's a holistic approach. I wanna look at 2019. I'm gonna leave you with this thought. Heading into this year, we have 11 months left. We're already through January, folks. What does 2019 look like? Not only in the life of the church, but in your own individual lives. I want us to watch this video. When we're laying on our deathbed, you're not gonna worry about how much money you had, how much power you had, how much prestige. You're gonna see that that was all game, that that was all an illusion. The only thing that's gonna matter is the impact you had on other people's lives. We are all on a separate journey. But the beautiful thing about our life here on this earth is at my funeral, they ain't gonna talk about my success. They're gonna talk about who Nick was and how Nick lived and how Nick loved and encouraged. Success is incredibly important, but even more important than success, it's having an impact. It's knowing you haven't walked the planet in vain. It's knowing that because you've been here, you've blessed lives, you've developed people, and you have made the world a better place. The effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. Everything you gain in life will rot and fall apart. And all that will be left of you is what was in your heart. Life is a mirror. And life gives us not what we want, Life gives us who we are. When you were born, you cried while the world rejoiced. Live your life in such a way that when you die, the world cries while you rejoice. What is your story in 2019? What is our story? What kind of impact can we make this year. I dare you to be radically generous this year with us. Not only in the church body, but in your individual life, in your marriage, in your family, in your home. The generosity would be um, just a normal part of your day. In your community and then globally. That our generosity would tell the story of the gospel of all that he has done for us, the freedom that we experience, that we would give that away and share it. Would you stand with me as we dismiss this morning? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for a church body that just gets it. Lord, we thank you for um, 
the freedom that we have in you, the freedom that we've experienced, Lord, may we not hold it to ourselves. May we give it away. Lord, as you have commanded, as you've shown, as you exemplified, Lord, I love all of these people in this room, but I would not sacrifice my sons for their life. But that's what you did for us. Lord, thank you for that. Lord, and I pray as we challenge our hearts this week, Lord, to, to see what generosity could look like in our own lives. Lord, I pray that you move us. Lord, I pray that, that you break us or that you, um, you mold us into more like you. Lord, that we will hear your voice. We will be the hands and feet of you. Lord, as the spirit leads, may we follow. May your will be done, not ours, but yours. I thank you for, this pe- for these people. I thank you for um, this church body. Lord, I pray for Pastor Darren, Pastor LaFleur, Pastor Matala, Robert Amanda Juilliard, the Pickets, the Bashers, all of our mission partners globally that are meeting today to share the good news of the gospel. Lord, just bring a fresh wind of fire into their hearts and their souls. Lord, encourage them. Lord, we look forward to celebrating what it is you're doing all over the world. Be with us this week. It's in your name we pray, amen.